If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What's up and welcome back to Kinda Funny Games Daily for Friday, January 6th, 2023. Saying January 6th, like... Hey, I know, right? Like, <laughs> it's like, oh, Whoa. God, no, no, yeah, not again, uh, not again. <laughs> of course, I'm Tim Geddes, and I'm joined by the new face of video games, Blessing, Eddie Oye Jr. Tim, we are T-minus nine days from HBO's The Last of Us. Oh, I am so excited. Hey, actually, that's a, pr- a good time to announce that we're going to be doing The Last of Us um, coverage live at 9 a.m. Every Whoa. single Monday. So everyone watch it on Sunday night and then join us live at 9 a.m. It's going to be great. Let's go. Who's going to be on that? Uh, it's going to be me. It's going to be you. Oh, let's It's going to be Greg Miller. Oh, it's going to be a fun time. That'll be the consistent core cast for, uh, for, for all nine episodes, which I'm really, really excited about. Mm-hmm. Excited to get you on some, uh, some entertainment coverage, which is a rare appearance for you. But yes. it's always good. Always good. I, I always love uh, when I get to come through to YouTube.com. So it's kind of funny. Because mm-hmm. usually that means I get to be on the same podcast with Nick. Yes. But not this time because Nick's, this time. Nick's apparently not on this one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I'm still excited. I'm still happy. It's going to be great for everybody involved. Also, sorry that we're a little late today. Uh, it's because uh, the storm, the, the atmospheric river, atmospheric river. The, the moisture plume, moisture plume. as Blessing's been calling it, um, has just completely destroyed San Francisco. Uh, we're okay. Everything's going great. The studio is now back. Um, but because uh, we came in having to figure out how to turn everything back on and get things set took a little longer than we wanted it to shout out to barrett and kevin for holding down the fort and making all the magic happen but we're here now no fear now um today's stories include bungie working on a number of unannounced projects starfield playtesters reportedly being impressed by the game that's good news and more because this is kind of funny games daily we're each and every weekday live at 10 a.m on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and twitch.tv slash kind of funny games you can watch us run you through the nerdy news that you need to know about uh, if you're not watching live you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and remember you can use the epic creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases and at no extra cost to you we get some money it's pretty cool it's a sweet deal if I do say so myself. Uh, to be part of the show, you got to go to kindoffunny.com slash KFGD to write in with your questions, squad ups, and more. And remember, patreon.com slash kindoffunny will get you the show ad-free plus a bevy of bonus content. Now, before we even get into housekeeping, I just want to say real quick that our lives were changed last night. Why is that, Bless? Because we went and we watched Megan. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, that movie's something else. Mm-hmm. It lived up to the trailer. It did. It lived up to the hype. It did. How are you feeling right now? Oh, post Megan. I mean, are your lives changed? Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Megan. Megan is one of those once in a lifetime type movies where you're just like, you see the trailer and you're just like, this is absolutely ridiculous and this is so funny and there's no way the movie is worth watching, right? You're just like, Mm -hmm. this trailer's hilarious, but there's no way the movie's gonna live up to it. It did. It just absolutely did. This needs to be a franchise. I can't wait for Megan's. 
Oh, you think they're gonna get a Megan's? I think plural? we're getting the Megan's, baby. Oh, my favorite, my favorite thing about Megan is that you know I I uh, gave Roger Roger and Leanne's a ride home. And during that ride, like most of what we talked about was just like, all right, what is the next movie gonna be? Yeah. Right? Like, is it gonna be this? Is it gonna be that? Like, I, I, I don't wanna spoil anything. I'll talk to you off air yeah. about, oh, yeah. about some ideas, but like, the sky's the limit from, for the Megan franchise oh, right and now. It, it's gonna Because I think this movie is, I think a lot of people are going to be surprised by this movie and actually like really enjoy it. And I think there's gonna, I think as the year goes on, there's gonna be more and more discussions about like, yo, where the fuck, like, how, where did we go from here? Yeah. It's going to be great. Now, the thing for people that don't know, Megan is a, a horror movie, um, but it is more Cabin in the Woods than it is anything else. Like, it's more like, it's, it's, it's campy as hell. Oh, uh, yeah. But it commits and it does it well. And, like, overall, like, I'd say it's a, it's a good horror movie. Like, it's not the scariest thing ever, but, like, it is totally worth watching. And it's definitely one of those movies that the more people you watch it with, the more fun it is. Oh, yeah. Like, it's definitely a, a theater movie. So, definitely check it out with all, all the friends that you have. You know, that's how things, it's nice to have a friend. It's, it's nice to have a friend, Tim. It's nice to have a friend. Uh, Game of the Year is happening, everybody. This Monday, we're going live right here on YouTube and Twitch at 10 a.m. Pacific with a live Gamescast that you are not going to want to miss. It's going to count down our top 10 of the year. And it's going to be me. It's going to be blessed. It's going to be Andy, Greg, Snowbike Mike, and Janet Garcia, and Paris Lilly, and Barrett running the show and, and chiming in when he wants to. Uh, but all of us sitting here at this table. It's going to be a great time. The most people we've ever had on one actual in-person podcast i'm excited for that and uh we have a whole bunch of really fun surprises in store uh in terms of the production design well uh, we've never put this much effort and work into the the set and design of a show before mm -hmm. so i'm really excited to see how this all goes so i'm excited to see out. what our picks end up being because yeah. like last year was one of those ones where i probably could have predicted what our top 10 was going to be like of course what, it takes really? two is going to be there of course which, oh, okay. not the order of it but like what would be in it Right, yeah. like we knew Returnal would make it, we knew Force would probably make it, we knew Halo Infinite was going to make it, we knew Life of Strange was going to be in there. This year, past the top three, maybe like I, I'm not even sure if I know what the third game is, but I can I can predict maybe three games that are going to be in there, two for sure, and then past that, I'm like I had no idea. Yeah, because this is one of those years where I think we all just played our own different games, right? That all yeah. spoke to us in in different ways. It made me really worried about you know when votes were coming in of like. How split are we going to be? Because last year it was famously known that we had 11 games in our top 10 because there was a tie at some point. And I was like, are we about to have like four or five ties on this top 10? I got really worried. Let me tell you. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, the way we do our game of the year is we submit all of our lists, our top 10s to Barrett, and he calculates the numbers and doesn't tell us. So we don't know what the list is going to yeah. be, and you're going to find out live as we do. It's always a fun time, and it's going to be bigger and better And if ever. you get scared about, oh, does Barrett change his vote? No, the rule I give myself, I have to have my top 10 solidified before the first vote comes in. So mm -hmm. I'm not allowed all to right. touch it after whoever voted first, who uh, this year, it was Paris. Hell, wow. Yes. And the fun doesn't stop there, Bless. Why is that? Uh, because the blushing show is back. Uh, that's coming through. That's coming out on Wednesday. Before we were talking about it, coming out on Tuesday. But there's been a, a moisture plume happening mm -hmm. in San Francisco, which is delayed it by one day. Uh, and so look out for that Wednesday, 9 a.m. Pacific time. It's going to be the non-game of the year episode, which is basically like my alternative game of the year awards. Where of course, you know, we did our last or this last week at for a kind of funny games cast. We did best story. We did best moment. The non-game of the years are very much like. I don't want to spoil anything, but it's very much the alternative uh, categories that you wouldn't expect your Jeff Keeleys or your IGNs to give out. And so look forward to that. I think it's a very fun episode recapping 2022 as a year. 
very excited to see it myself. And a new PS I Love You XOXO is up right now, going through a list of all the games coming to PlayStation in 2023. You can go find that on podcast services and YouTube and all the normal places. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producer, Delaney Twining. We love you. Thank you so much. Today we're brought to you by Honey, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have six stories today. A Baker's Dozen. Starting with a fun one, Bungie is working on a number of unannounced projects with Sony. This comes from Tom Ivan at VGC. Bungie creative lead Tom Farnsworth has said that the studio is working on a number of unannounced projects with parent company Sony. Farnsworth said in a Twitter post that the studio has completely changed how it develops games and does business over the course of 25-plus Destiny content releases, moving from strictly boxed products to live service games, he continued. Uh, and with the support of Sony, we're working on a number of unannounced projects, too. In addition to its ongoing work on Destiny 2, Bungie said in February 2021 that it planned to bring at least one new IP to market before 2025. And last June, the studio was acquired by PlayStation maker Sony for $3.6 billion. I like calling them PlayStation maker. <laughs> PlayStation maker PlayStation Sony. maker Sony. Um, interesting, Bless, right? Like, mm. what, what, what do you think is going on here? I mean, I don't think this is surprising, right? Because we've known uh, Bungie's been working on some new stuff, right? That's not Destiny. I think what's interesting is looking at the actual tweet that comes from Tom Farnsworth uh, on Twitter, right? The senior design lead at Bungie, who he tweeted out this shield, and he tweeted a picture of the shield. I think it's in the doc bear if you, if you want to um, look for it and bring it up. This shield is what 11 years at Bungie looks like. Each medal represents one of the 25-plus Destiny releases we've shipped to millions of players. During that time, we completely changed how we develop games and do business moving from strictly boxed products to live service games. Uh, and with the support of Sony, we're working on a number of unannounced projects too. Come join us. Also, obviously, I'm missing a medal. My kids played with, with the shield a while back, and I'm still looking for it, LOL. Uh, That's really I, funny. And I, I, I think the, the wording here is interesting, right? Because he says projects, specifically. Mm -hmm. And as we know, Sony acquired Bungie, probably partly due to the success of Destiny, right? Probably due to the bright future you imagine for Bungie, but then also due to Bungie's expertise in live service games. Sony, PlayStation, the PlayStation maker, uh, wants mm. to double down, right? Wants to lean into making live, ser live service games. They announced that they're working on at least 12 games, right? That are all going to be online live ser service pro products. And so you want somebody like Bungie on your team to help you out, right? Whether it is PlayStation figuring out infrastructure in terms of connectivity, making it, maybe making a service to where all the stuff can work together. Maybe having Bungie work with other studios like Naughty Dog on Factions or work with uh, Sucker Punch on maybe a Ghost of Tsushima thing, right? In the way that you saw um, Guerrilla Games work with Kojima Productions on the Decima engine, right? And making sure that was a thing that they can collab on. Uh, PlayStation Studios are very collaborative when it comes to technology, when it comes to uh, how, they, how they go about making the processes for their games. And so I think Maybe one of these projects could be a non-game thing, right? Maybe it could be them working on an actual service for Sony to make sure that that stuff goes smoothly. But aside from that, we talked about recently Marathon and how it is rumored that yep. Bungie could be bringing back Marathon. Right before this episode, I was doing some some digging, and there's another rumor about uh, <clears throat> a new IP called Matter that Bungie might be working on, right? And this this I'm pulling from Game Rant, uh, Jessica Barnes. This was published December 11th in 2022, so just a few weeks ago, where they wrote, Bungie, a studio renowned for its links to the Halo and Destiny franchises, looks like it'll be <clears throat> looks like it'll be taking a step away from its established series and creating a new IP with a very different focus. So far, there are still plenty of questions surrounding the mysterious Matter and what it might entail. 
But with rumors and speculation encircling the work in progress for years, Bungie's next big project has started to take shape. Even with even the whisper of a new game from a big studio is going to get fans riled up, and it's inevitable that there there will be a deluge of theorizing to accompany any rumors or leaks, however unsubstantiated. Players will try and guess what the new game could be, from its style to its scope, but usually there isn't much behind this type of guesswork, although sometimes new information can come from uh, some fairly trustworthy sources or be patched together by eagle-eyed gamers, and it can help shine a light on what games like Matter uh, yeah, on like on games like Matter uh, before a studio makes its own official announcements. Uh, Bungie has been around for several decades creating games, and they go, they go on to talk about who Bungie is. And then players uh, were instantly speculating about what this new IP could be. And a few months later, we're potentially able to put to uh, put a name to it when Bungie filed a trademark for Matter, with Bungie's stated intention to continue work on the world of Destiny, but to also expand new worlds to come. Fans were, were left with plenty of questions about what this could mean. And then they go on, but I think it's the idea of that could possibly be the next step in terms of what Bungie's live service pursuit could be, yeah. right? Destiny is established. Destiny is concrete. Destiny, I imagine, is going to live for a very long time. And I think right now that is that is basically on autopilot for Bungie. They have the team. They know what they're doing. They're putting out updates. Lightfall is coming in February. I think that's good. What is our next Destiny? What is our next live service thing? Is it going to be an MMO shooter like Destiny or is it going to be... A, what seems seems to be a squad-based uh, extraction game like Marathon or whatever matter is. I think that's what they're doing right now is I think they're exploring, trying to figure out what the next big thing is going to be for them. I remember there was rumors of a, a Diablo-type experience as well. Maybe that could be what the matter thing is. And maybe mm -hmm. that's just people lumping in, like, what are live service games as we know them currently and what even could Bungie be doing. Um, what I find interesting here is Bungie saying in February 2021 that it plans to bring at least one new IP to market by 2025. Bringing to market means like releasing. Yeah. So we're due an announcement of, of whatever that game is if that is still on track, right? I imagine so. I mean, PlayStation Studios has so many games that they, I, I, that I'd say they have in their pocket that could be announced, that could be show, shown off. And it's that is that thing of fans are getting more and more antsy for a PlayStation showcase. And in discussions that we've had on PS11 and previous games dailies, you know, there was a PlayStation showcase this last September. Why is that? Is it because, hey, you don't want to distract from God of War coming out in November? I think that would probably be a very good reason, right? Why you would hold that and keep it until maybe early this year, maybe later this year, right? Maybe just you just skip this last year altogether. Um, but with that, you know, what is Ben Studio working on? What is Haven Studio working on? What is the Deviation Studio working on? What is uh, Sucker, Punch's, Sucker Punch's next game, right? I imagine it's the next Ghost of Tsushima. When are we going to see it? There's so much for PlayStation to talk about. And I, th and I would say that then extends to Bungie as well, where I would think, I would imagine that a likely place you would see the next Bungie game would be at a PlayStation showcase. And so I could see the next PlayStation showcase having it. But, you know, PlayStation is in this interesting place right now where now you are acquiring more. Now there is so much to talk about. Uh, Last of Us Factions, or at least the, the last update we got on Last of Us Factions was at a Jeff Keighley event. And so who knows where we see Bungie's next game. But I would imagine that, yeah, if it's really, if it's really due to come out before... 2025 then we should hear about it this year or next year at the latest i mean yeah for sure so what's interesting there is imagine the bungee logo coming up at a playstation showcase the excitement that we would have because it's like we we would know it's not destiny we're about to get something new and i think that that's that's really cool and yeah especially with the rumors and conversations about a marathon like i think that's a uh interesting prospect for sure like um i remember playing marathon back in the day um when i was really into halo wanting to know like the 
where it came from, right? So mm -hmm. I remember having to figure out how to get it playing on my computer because it was an older game. It was like so complicated, but there was a cool world in Marathon and um, like the the ethos of Bungie, you can totally draw a straight line from Marathon all the way through Halo through to Destiny as well. And Andy's always praising Destiny for the, the quality of its world and design and uh, the aesthetic of it all. But on top of that, just how good it feels, like they just know how, to, how shooters should feel. And I'm interested if they, how that translates to other genres and how that can translate to these different experiences that uh, whatever they, they got going. A question I have for you, because uh, I saw someone bring this up in the chat that I was like, huh, does play, is Bungie a PlayStation Studio studio or does Sony own Bungie? Bungie, I believe, is a PlayStation Studio studio. And you can kind of funny.com slash you're wrong me. But even during the, the CES presentation a couple days ago, I was, or it was yeah, a couple days ago, I was watching that. And in the PlayStation, PlayStation Studio reel, Destiny was in there, which is the thing that I took note of. I was like, oh, shit. Like, they are treating, they are starting to treat Destiny as a PlayStation Studios game, right? I think that, I think that, <clears throat> that is how they are looking at Bungie. So, yeah, technically, they are a PlayStation Studio studio, but I don't think that's going to, it's going to feel like that until the maybe they announce the next game. They're not. Interesting. The chat's saying SIE owns Bungie. They're not PlayStation Studios. And, like, interesting it's, that's just such a that it's interesting right like that's like a, a funny little wrinkle to this and i wonder what that means i wonder i mean just it's a silly thing to say mm -hmm. but obviously destiny is multi-platform and i imagine that they're going to continue to to be that way as they as they grow oh yeah but i would imagine that whatever bungie does next will not be multi-platform will be playstation exclusive no i think i mean i in statements that we've gotten it seems like bungie games are going to be multi-platform when they were first acquired, that's one of the things they talked about. Is like, no, we want to stay multi-platform. So then I wonder if that that's why it's not PlayStation Studios. And to PlayStation, PlayStation Studios is exclusives. Because we'll that is the we'll case, see. right? Like, I mean, like, whereas Sony's Xbox, they have exceptions, right, with Minecraft and things like that that are course. Xbox Game Studios, but they're, they're all, are multi-platform. Um, and then Bethesda, but that's an, a weirder situation because it was legacy deals. I mean, Sony that. San Diego is the one I'll throw out there in terms of MLB The oh, Show. Oh, yeah? Of okay. course, that's them kind of having that's their good, hands forward. But yeah, that is a PlayStation studio. I, 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 would bet, I would bet that within coming years, you see Bungie make the transition to being a PlayStation studio. Mm -hmm. That'll be my bet. Just based on how PlayStation operates, even them being under SIE, that's basically PlayStation Studios. Like, I mean, at, at that point, you're kind of getting into like they're very much into like the nuts and bolts of like what is PlayStation Studio versus what is not a PlayStation Studio. But like, you're close enough there, and I think Sony would want to prop up Bungie as like a hey, this is one of our pr premier studios. I think that would be the smart move for Sony. Um, and it's hard for me to imagine that Jim Ryan and Herman Holst aren't sitting there being like. Yeah, like how do we how do we lump this in, right? How do we make this a Naughty Dog, Insomniac, Bungie conversation in terms of what our studios are? Because I think you need that, especially. God, that's so funny to think that like they need to do that because back in the day, Bungie was that. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> Bungie was like one of the biggest names, and now, I mean, not to say that they're not, but I mean, they're not on that the same level. Of course, I mean, it just and just in terms of I. I think it would be stronger on the PlayStation side that, rather than the Bungie side. On the Bungie side, they want to remain independent because mm -hmm. they were um, uh, uh, under Microsoft, right? Or at least, like, they were partnered with Microsoft. Uh, and independence was how they were able to make a Destiny, right? And then being acquired by Sony. Well, Activision, right? And then... Yes. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Leaving that. And then leaving Activision, yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, <sighs> what a journey. Yeah, right? Uh, but, like, now being under under PlayStation, I think they'll still want that independence and in that in the statement they made originally they talked about that hey yeah just because we're acquired by sony doesn't mean that we're not still bungie we're not still 
operating in our own way, right? This is this is a partnership in the way that being acquired is is, is a partnership. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, on on the PlayStation side, I think it would benefit PlayStation so much to have something like Bungie because you're probably about to lose Call of Duty, right? Of course, there's deals being made. Maybe you'll have Call of Duty for the next ten years, but as time goes on, you are missing out on one of the biggest uh, first-person shooter franchises in the industry. And this is happening more and more with acquisitions from uh, uh, Microsoft. I think having Destiny in your pocket and going, this is something that we'll never lose, and this is something that we're treating as our own and that we can use as a hype, as a thing to hype up our audience whenever we do have a PlayStation showcase would be powerful for them. Yeah, it would be. You know what would be powerful for Xbox? What's that? If Starfield was good. Story number two, Starfield playtesters are reportedly loving the game. This comes from Joshua Duckworth at Game Rant. Starfield playtesters are reportedly enjoying the upcoming Bethesda RPG, with even pessimistic folk allegedly coming away with strong, good first impressions. In short, many seem to think that Bethesda has nailed Starfield's scale, as well as its general size and ambition compared to Fallout. This information comes way of the XNC podcast and host Colt Eastwood, who claims to have a channel of people connected to people playtesting the game. Of course, this means the information is somewhat removed from Eastwood himself, but he claims this information pipeline has alerted him to potential issues with games in the past, such as the bugs for Cyberpunk's launch. All in all, it should be taken with a grain of salt, even as Eastwood says he doesn't want to oversell Starfield, but even pessimists walking away impressed would be a good sign. However, that's about as deep as this goes. Starfield supposedly takes everything Bethesda has done in the Fallout and Elder Scrolls franchises, doubles down on them, and improves them. Many have been understandably worried about the hundreds of star systems as well as the thousands of planets in Starfield, but it seems that the scale of the game has gotten some praise. This bodes well, especially given the reportedly good impressions about its ambitions in story, gameplay mechanics, and wherever else this is implied. In fact, Eastwood believes that Starfield is close to being ready for launch, saying he wouldn't be surprised if it dropped before Redfall. Reportedly, Redfall's been delayed internally by about six weeks, given the nature of the beast that is game development, but reports have pointed to Redfall releasing in May. What? Interesting. I, I always thought, in my head, Starfield was going to be in, uh, before Redfall anyway. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's just, I don't know why I thought that, but that was just like... I always thought Starfield would be the the first thing, and then it would be Redfall. Well, I think huh. I, I well, I think the reason why people have that the other way around was because Redfall was originally announced to come out was it summer last year, and then Starfield was supposed yeah. to come out in November. So when they both got delayed, people were like, "Oh, well, Starfield's Redfall still going to come out say, later." Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, wow. I mean, this is it's interesting because looking at the Xbox, uh, whatever they called it, showcase thing during the. Summer, Summer Game, Game Fest, Fest. Uh, time period. <laughs> Not E3. <laughs> God damn it, y'all. Well, Figure this shit out. <laughs> I love you just me, it was like, okay, E3 was canceled, so I guess it's Summer Game uh, Fest, but it wasn't, Xbox wasn't connected to Summer Game Fest, so I, I was going to call it Summer Game Fest, period. I totally understand where you're coming from. Yeah. yeah. Last year, Xbox did a thing around June. Their uh, showcase in June. And they said that all the things we're seeing will be come out in the next year, right? So we, we were, uh, I saw Ryan McCaffrey talking about it. It's like, I mean, we're halfway through that time period, right? So we've seen some of the DLC updates. We've seen some things here and there, Pentiment, things like that. But it's like there was a lot there that is not accounted for. So we're going to either start getting um, release dates or we're going to start getting delays. delays, right? Where's your head at with Redfall and Starfield? Oh, man. You know, like, I don't know anymore, man. I think I, I don't know how I feel about the move to say everything coming out everything we announce here is coming out in the next 12 months because the closer we the further we get into the year the more i feel like that might have been a, a backfire because right now 
the audience is, is expecting Redfall, Starfield, and Hollow Knight Silk Song all to come out within the next six months. And maybe that happens. I don't, like, it's not like that. And Forza. And Forza, right? Like, maybe, maybe that all happens, but is that a commitment you, that was really worth making when now we're here and people just have question marks in terms of, all right, so where is the dates? Like, where are these games coming out? Starfield has been delayed multiple times. Dude, Do I really I, believe it's coming out when it doesn't have a release date right now? Starfield is going to come out in November this year. You think it's going to come out in November? I, I mean, just uh, am I wild for saying that? Like that just feels right to me. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't. I, it's, it's. I think it like could one happen. of those weird things where it already it was such a big delay, uh, similar to Halo, right? Where it was a big delay of Starfield getting pushed out of November 11th because they were trying to hit the 10 year for Skyrim, and then they, you know, for Xbox, right? They're like, all right all of these games that we're showcasing coming in the next 12 months, and then you're going to push Starfield even further than that. No, I think, like, that game's got to come in the first half. But you know what's more important than that? Get the game right. Yeah. That's true. Here's the thing. I do also wonder internally of, like, how many employees heard within the uh, next 12 months for the first time at the same time that we did. You know? Like, was that, like, a higher-up decision of, like, let's get this hype moment of all of these games in the next 12 months? And then, like, I wonder how many employees, like, watched that and were, like... It was like, oh, shit, really? Wait, (laughs) that's the first time I'm hearing this kind of shit. Here's the thing, right? Like, them... Xbox saying that these games are coming out in the next 12 months strikes me similarly to when PlayStation was, like, God of War Ragnarok is coming out in 2021, where they they knew that game wasn't coming out. <laughs> I, see, I, the thing, I do think that there's a difference, and I I would need to look at the entire list of games to really stand by this. But like, I feel like it was a much safer bet for Xbox to say all these are coming out in a year mm-hmm. back then. Now it's starting to feel a little iffy just based on feel like what he- we we have or haven't heard about Starfield. But maybe that's a good thing. Maybe they're about to start the rollout plan, and all of our concerns here are going to be quelled instantly yeah and it's just like oh here we, we see it it looks great i mean if if this news story rumor story that we're talking about here is right maybe then it's going to hit in may I, or whatever this is what i'll say i have more faith in starfield coming out in the next six months than redfall redfall is one where i'm i'm I just don't know where I where I where I land on how ready that game feels, and like maybe this comes down to maybe there's an Xbox showcase that's about to happen in the next couple of months that shows their hand and shows, hey, no, this is where everything lands. But Starfield, you know, just earlier this week they put up a post on their on their website that's like, yeah, no, this this is coming in the first half of 2023, yeah. uh, and so at least at, as of the beginning of this week, there's somebody confident somewhere in bethesda being like yeah no this is gonna this is gonna hit and of course this story that we just read is a very much a take it take this with a grain of salt kind of story but yeah if i mean if this is true then you know why not starfield has been in development since how long you know like fallout uh, fallout 4 came out in 2015 fallout 76 came out a that few years 2018? after that 2018 and i remember like they announced starfield when i was at ign too like that game has been in development for a while, and you know, you mentioned that getting it right is the is the more important thing. And I think a delay out of November um, uh, last year was probably an exercise in, in let's get this right, let's put this out possibly in April May area. I mean, at some point, bless Xbox is going to start releasing games, and they're going to get you the domino. Hey, yeah, the at domino. some point, uh, that, when that, I pulled up that <laughs> image too, it's like, damn, like. If they do hit it, like, looking at it again, because it's not all first-party stuff, right? Exactly. It's like, okay, like, yeah, I could see this, you know. Can you, is there a way space. you can enlarge the, 20, the 2023 
uh, part of the image. Not a. Because I'm not curious a to see. Great looking image. It's very. Now this is this is perfect. Yeah, for you me. know, honestly, looking through Diablo, this, the, Diablo Four has a date. It's Redfall. Yeah. Who knows? Starfield. Who knows? Forza Motorsport. Minecraft Legends. I imagine that's DLC, right, or something like that. No, that's the that's the new because uh, it was Minecraft Dungeons. Legends Dungeons. is like a like You're whole right. other thing. Uh, World Long Fallen Dynasty that has a date that's coming in February. Stalker Two has a date coming out soon. Flintlock. I don't know if that has a date. I don't think it does. Yeah, I don't Aiden, think we've heard anything since then. Aiden Chronicle. I feel like that might already be out. No, what does that say? That says game. Oh, that says Game Pass. Yeah. I'm sure that's going to come out. League of Legends, Wild Rift, Valorant, all that stuff is part of a deal. Uh, Resident Evil 4 has a date. Persona 3 and 4 have a date. Uh, Replaced? Replaced is the, is the one where, like, we just don't know. Like, yeah. we, I think we all expect it to not hit it's, the It's the like one of those, like, like, with those developers, like, we understand. Like We understand. Yeah. You guys are dealing with a bunch of shit over there. Like, yeah, yeah. just take the time you need. I think I might have said well long February. I think I meant March instead. Mm -hmm. uh, but then Dead Space has a date. Cocoon, I don't think has a date, but I could and see that And the last case through. of Benedict Fox. I forgot that that Remember was a that game that one? Exists. So excited uh, for that. And that game is going to be, like, Tim, that's going to be a fucking you and me ass game this year. I'm so excited for it. Yeah. yeah, between that, Ravenlock, and then whatever that game, Shadow Legacy, whatever that is, I can see some of the Araban Shadow Legacy. Araban Shadow Legacy. I feel like not, not all of you will see the first half of 2023. I'll tell you that right now. But, but I do, I it's do not think, overcommitting, I don't think. I think that the majority of them will. Like, my gut right now tells me I think I'm a little bit different than what it sounds like you guys are. I think Redfall is going to hit in the first half. Really? I think Starfield's not. But wow. that is just a pizza I mean, bet. It's the gut feeling. Bet. It's just I'm, the gut I'm, feeling. Honestly, I'm down with the pizza bet. I'm down for a pizza bet. Fuck it. All right, I'm, what do I, I have to lose? I'm saying Starfield pizza. hits first half. Redfall doesn't. And you're saying the reverse. Reverse. All right. Yeah. Take on it. Love it. Let's go. All right, there so we'll, we'll check in. Someone in the uh, chat put a calendar re reminder for what? The end of July? Is that End of that June. Was? End of June. End, end of June. June. Yeah. Okay. End of June, please. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We shall see. I mean, dude, I hope Starfield is fucking incredible. Like, I hope it blows people's minds. And I hope that it, like, gets everything on track. I'm going to be so heartbroken if Starfield is not great. You know? Like, I, I, I love Bethesda uh, Studio so much, right? Like, I love Fallout so much. I would uh, Starfield looks like it's up my alley. Even though during the E3 showcase, I was not as impressed as I wanted to be. That said, like that game still looks like if it comes out, it comes out the way they show they showed it. I'm gonna play the hell out of it. You know, like I'm just somebody who I want Bethesda to reach reach for the stars, mm -hmm. right? But if, if they fall and that land on the clouds, it's fine. Okay. You know, I'll play something that's in the clouds. <laughs> I'll play a cloud game. <laughs> Yo, could yeah. you, where are you at? Crackdown three? <laughs> Not crackdown three. <laughs> and uh, just uh, someone in the chat was also like, "What comes out? Uh, what happens if they both come out in the first half? I'll buy the pizza." Yeah, but that's not mm. the bet. The bet is we're that it's uh, okay. It has to be one or the other. Yeah. Okay. If both come out, then we're both wrong. But or then, right. But, we're both right. There, but then there's no pizza gained by anybody. You're and right. Yeah. No, I'll let buy Barrett all pizza. losers. Let Barrett buy the pizza, and then I'll buy a pizza, out. and the okay. three of us can share it. There's the deal, everybody. Boom. And there's the deal. Uh, you know what else is a deal? Patreon.com/slash kind of funny baby. Hey. If you go there, you can get the show ad free. But for everyone else, here's some ads. 
Shout out to Honey for sponsoring this episode. Honey's the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. Thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past, and we all know there's nothing better than the feeling of saving money. Honey's the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Here's how it works. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite websites. When you check out, the Honey button appears, and all you have to do is click Apply Coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site, and if Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. We here at Kind of Funny have been using Honey for years, and it has literally saved us thousands of dollars on tech, costumes, food, you name it. Honestly, I just love how easy it is to just set and forget and save. Honey doesn't just work on desktops, it works on your iPhone too. Just activate it on Safari on your phone and save on the go. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out, and by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show. Get PayPal Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kindoffunny. That's joinhoney.com slash kindoffunny. Story number three. CD Projekt Red settles lawsuit over Cyberpunk 2077's rough launch for $1.85 million. This comes from Ryan Dinsdale at IGN. CD Projekt Red settled another lawsuit over Cyberpunk 2077's launch for $1.85 million. As reported by GameSpot, the settlement will see CD Projekt Red pay investors who bought stock between January 16, 2020 to December 17, 2020. Settlement, ad- administration costs, taxes, and attorney's fees, and more. Investors filed the class action lawsuit in 2020 claiming that CD Projekt Red hid the state of, se- of 2077 from them after the game launched with several bugs that, at least on console, rendered the game unplayable for many. Multiple lawsuits were filed against CD Projekt Red following the game's launch, one of which was settled in December 2021 for the same figure. Cyberpunk remained riddled with bugs for several months and was completely removed from the PlayStation Store as a result, only returning in 2020 in June 2020. Ah, in June 2021. How wild is that, Bless, that that happened? Dude, I was just thinking that. Like, remember when Cyberpunk got removed from the PlayStation Store? Man. A couple days ago, we were talking about... Oh, it was on Gamescast. Amazing Gamescast, everybody. You should go mm-hmm. check it out. We are talking about our uh, best of 2022 stuff. And uh, part of that, we were talking about, like, what are the, some of the biggest stories that have ever happened in video games and, like, mm-hmm. specifically that we've covered? That was one of them. Oh, for sure. Right? The Cyberpunk launch and specifically the removal from the store. Like, maybe one of the most ant- <clears throat> anticipated games of all time. Yeah. Like, I would probably put it, put it in that conversation. Easy. Gets removed from the PlayStation Store for, like, for over a year. Right, not over no, here, but like, year. yeah, I mean, in between, <laughs> somewhere in that, yeah, yeah crazy. Steam <laughs> <laughs> Project Red has since updated the game several times, however, leading to somewhat of a resurgence of its player base, and I mean, not somewhat, I'd say a major resurgence oh, yeah. of its player base, and even Steam's Labor of Love Award earlier in January that we covered on this show. What do you think, Bless? I mean, <laughs> interesting story because I totally forgot about the lawsuit that mm-hmm. uh, that was going on. But like them them uh settling the lawsuit for 1.85 million dollars gives me like the feel of paying off your student loans <laughs> I, I, I mean like they're okay. like they're like oh thank god we finally have the shackles off we can finally move on with our lives god damn like what, what 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 stress student loans can be um but yeah i guess good for you cd project red yeah that's, that's yeah. kind of where i'm at yeah yeah and hey it's settled it's over so cool let's just move forward let's move hope forward. for the best i hope that uh what's, what's called phantom liberty phantom liberty yeah phantom liberty i hope it is absolutely spectacular i'm rooting for you i'm rooting for starfield let's just go let's, let's go just root for some good video games bless oh, man that's what that's what i'm talking about what are the chances of, like <laughs> starfield comes out and xbox is like nah man get this off the store <laughs> no, <laughs> don't put that out of the world game, don't do go. that 
They have to sue themselves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like, ah, oh, shit, we fucked up, man. We fucked up. We fucked Phil up. Spencer putting Phil Spencer in timeout. Damn. Oh, damn. Oh, story number four. Vampire. Vampire Survivors dev had to release their mobile port to fight copycats. This comes from Brendan Sinclair at gamesindustry.biz. Vampire Survivors launched on Android and iOS last month, but Ponkle developer Luca Galante had intended to bring the breakthrough hit to mobile platforms considerably earlier. In an update to the game's Steam Store page, Galante discussed the process of bringing it to mobile, saying, Soon after the initial success of Vampire Survivor, I started to look for a business partner to work on a mobile version of the game. Unfortunately, nobody I spoke with was on board with the monetization I had in mind for the platform, non-predatory. <laughs> Ponkel spent months unsuccessfully looking for a partner, but eventually opted to, to handle the mobile port in-house when a large number of actual clones, not games like Vampire Survivors, but actual one-to-one -one copies with stolen code, assets, data progression started to appear everywhere. This forced our hand to release the mobile game ASAP and put a lot of stress on the dev team that wasn't even supposed to worry about mobile in the first place. The mobile version of Vampire Survivors reflects the monetization model Galante had in mind. It's free to play, and players have the option of watching an ad at the end of their run to revive their character once and partially refill their health. They can also watch an ad after their run for extra gold that can then be used to unlock or upgrade characters. If you're like me, then you wanted Vampire Survivors on mobile. You'd have been happy to just play, pay a couple bucks for it and call it a day. But the mobile market doesn't work like that, and by making Vampire Survivors a paid app, I'd have cut out completely a lot of new players from even trying the game. This is why we ended up with a free-for-real free approach where monetization is minimal and is designed to never interrupt your game, always be optional, and in your control through a couple of watch ad buttons and doesn't have any of that real money sinks that mobile cash grabs are usually designed around. Galante added that Ponkel is working on... Ponkel? I don't know. Ponkel. P-O-N-C-L-E. I'm just going to go with Ponkel. Uh, is working on cloud saves and save transfers for the mobile version. It's also looking to bring the legacy of the Moonspell DLC to mobile, but hasn't decided on how to release or monetize it yet. A, a couple things about this, Tim. Mm -hmm. One, Mythic Quest has ruined me. Because, like, when you got to the line where he he says, unfortunately, no one I spoke to was on board for the monetization I had in mind for the platform. Non-predatory. That is such a quote taken out of Mythic Quest. Hell yeah. And then also the uh, free for real instead of free to paid. Again, taken straight out of, out of, out of Mythic Quest. But, like, shout out, shout out to, like, the recontextualizing of those buzz terms. And there, then There was a line in Mythic Quest that I, I, that I really enjoyed where there, uh, someone was pitching a game and they're just like, yeah, it's like nothing you've ever seen before, but it's also kind of like Halo. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, yeah, that's first and foremost. And then the sec uh, second thing is, man, how, how different the mobile space is from just the traditional console and PC space for video games in terms of, yeah, like, I... I could put out Vampire Survivors for probably $3 on the mobile store, but people aren't going to buy it because it's the mobile store. Like, how crazy is that that that's how that works on mobile? Um, but, like, shout out to Galante for, like, sticking to the vision and being like, no, like, I'm not going to – I'm not going to settle for – <laughs> predatory my Christian's actions right like i i have a vision for how i want to put out this game so that people don't feel like they're getting nickel and dimed and they committed to it and yeah now it's out so like good for them and also like um how fucked how fucked up is it that people can just straight up put up clothes no, i mean that's it, there's so much messiness with all this but at the end of the day shout out to them they're about to make bank from this and they're making yeah. bank well-deserved bank the right way i love that we're in an era that there's mobile games coming out that are 
very high quality games with sensible monetization um, and that isn't too egregious that's going to result in those games being supported for years to come and to be made better and better and better. That is not the majority of the cases, mm. but I do like that it seems like there are more examples of that than ever before. And even those examples aren't perfect. Even this, I'm sure people would have issues with for one reason or another. And the reality is games get made differently when you realize how much money is being made even in the right way, right? Yeah. Well, what does the next game look like? Does it involve more of this type of stuff, more uh, enhancements that you don't need to do, but you know what? It'd be real nice. But even then, you don't need to pay. You're just watching an ad. I don't know. It's a complicated landscape, but it's the reality. And shout out to them for, for making it all happen. And uh, it sucks that they have to deal with this type of bullshit and stress out the team and work harder on something. Yeah. Not on their own timeline. They should be able to do their own things on their own timeline and have to worry about their shit being stolen. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it's one of those things where, as players, we don't have to think about, right? And, like, we have all these demands and asks, like, why, oh, where's the mobile game? Oh, man, oh, oh, why did the mobile game come out rushed? Oh, like, why are you crunching? And, like, it can come down to these factors that you don't even think about in terms of, yeah, as a developer, I want to put my game on mobile, but... Like, I want to do it the right way. Oh, shit. People are putting out clones of my game. Now I really got to put it out. Otherwise, people are going to be confused and all, or people aren't going to buy my game when I actually put it out. Um, that's a lot of stress. And yeah, again, once again, shout out to uh, Galante and the team for figuring it out and probably being at a place now where they can not stress out as much about it. Um, yeah, good for them. I wonder, I also wonder, like, how the mobile market is going to look 10 years from now, just in terms of are we going to see more of the. The game, the kind of games we want, you know, like we talk a lot about Marvel Snap, uh, Vampire Survivors being on mobile is, is, is a big thing, right? And like we have those releases here and there where we're like, oh man, this is special, right? I like to think of games like Florence um, and plenty of others where it's like, oh man, this is a dope ass mobile game. But then we've also had other games in recent years like Genshin, uh, Call of Duty, Fortnite that come to mobile and feel like these full fledged AAA experiences that you're playing on your phone. I wonder 10 years from now what all of that's going to look like. Are we yeah. going to get fucking i don't know like starfield on mobile like possibly like are, like what does that look like no but i do think that the the everything might shift of what mobile means might change and things might meet in the middle of like what a device is if we even have game consoles or if it is just kind of there's a cloud-based thing and you're just using screens as a way to interact with it i don't know i think that would be the big difference yeah. maker like, I, mean, I think that's already happening right exactly but like making things like x cloud and, and game pass if those can the synergy of that could work together and just a way that it just works it's yeah. not just it kind of works it's like no no it just fucking works it becoming ubiquitous. Yeah. I think I, that's that's probably what Microsoft wants. Real quick, I do want to say on, on in terms of Marvel Snap, which is a game that I absolutely love, one of my favorite games of the year. I've played it every day since I've got my hands on it, and I don't, don't see any end in sight to that happening. And I love the way that they monetize things for the most part in terms of the gameplay and all that. When it comes to the aesthetic stuff and it comes to the variant cards, when uh, every update that they've had where they do these now, like there's like a... a every two weeks or every month like pet bundles you can buy and you get like exclusive cards it's fucking bullshit y'all need to figure this shit out the prices are insane mm -hmm. bless where it's like they don't even tell you like it's all they do that dumb shit from like the the old xbox era and like we era where it's like you're not even talking about dollars you're talking about like freaking googly moogly oh, bucks or whatever the fuck i hate the googly and, moogly bucks and marvel snap has like 10 different economies in it where it's like well there's these As blue the credits and then there's the gold and then there's the tokens and then there's the this let me tell you about whatever. genshin impact <laughs> yeah, i mean dude but it, that's the thing and it's like it's all just for aesthetics like it's all just for like nice look different versions of things that you can get for free in the game yeah but doing them like sunspot is one of my main cards that i use all right random ass fucking x-men that nobody gives a shit about i, was say, I thought right? it was pokemon for a second <laughs> and, and there's this uh variant card that i was like oh this looks dope i want it 
doing the math to get this card, a couple freaking credits and stuff. Like, there's nothing valuable here. And it's like, you know, 10,000 googly moogly bucks. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what does that translate to? $80. <laughs> Jesus. $80. <laughs> Did you, did you, did you no, I didn't fucking okay. do it, man. Like, no, I did not do that shit, man. What are you thinking about I it? Paid, no, not you, at all. You didn't consider it. Not even for a second, man. Right. I paid $10 a month for this game for the, the season pass because I think I get great content out of that season pass, and they're making it worth it. They're making a great game. They need to figure out that shit. So you, you're, you're no Snow White Mike. Mm. Snow White Mike would have done that in a heartbeat. That's why I respect him. Yeah. Go fuck yourself with your googly moogly bucks. <laughs> Story number five, NetEase acquires Canadian game studio Skybox Labs. This comes from Jeffrey uh, Rousseau? Russo. Russo at gamesindustry.biz. NetEase has announced the acquisition of Canadian game developer Skybox Labs. Founded in 2011, the studio has co-developed titles such as Halo Infinite, Minecraft, and Fallout 76. Uh, Skybox will continue to operate independently under the supervision of its founders. Uh, they say, we have built a team of talented individuals who are passionate and creative, and by joining NetEase Games, we will also be able to accelerate our plans to pursue new creative opportunities and enjoy access to world-class operational resources and the full breadth of, and depth of NetEase's services so we can scale faster in Canada. Uh, Skybox will also continue to co-create games alongside existing and new partners. The new acquisition follows after NetEase ramped up its business operations in 2020. Back in January, it unveiled a new studio from veteran Yakuza producer and executive director Toshihiro Nagoshi. Netties, man. They just out here. They be acquiring. Yeah. What do you think you and me and Greg Miller and the people in this building will get acquired by Netties? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Well, we'll ever see anything from these Netties acquisitions. Like, do you think that this is going to be more like one of those like like, oh, that's huge for, for gamers out there, but not for, like, what we would call core gamers. I mean, what, when I look through NetEase's games, they very much are speaking to specific mar markets, right? Like, a lot of mobile games, they have some battle royales in here. They they uh, worked on Naraka Blade Point, which I believe, like, Mike and Andy played for for a little bit. Dead by Daylight Mobile, they did, they did work on. Um, but it's, like, it's a lot of stuff that doesn't speak broadly to everybody, right? Mm -hmm. Like, they work on a lot of stuff that's very much of particular audiences and they see a lot of success with that right like the lord of the rings rise to war uh there's a knives out game but not the movie it's knives out uh, battle royale maybe jump into the ever ever tightening arena and do what it takes to be the last one standing so it's a battle royale uh life after identity identity v uh harry potter magic awakens uh zoz final hour uh i don't know if they're if i don't know if net ease is, is making stuff that's gonna appeal to us except for like probably those one-offs like like naraka um but also you know they're an, an international company i'm sure there's a big audience in yeah. like certain countries that are probably all about these net ease games um but i think for me this story just comes back to the general the, this industry is is in an acquisition acquisition phase right now everybody's getting acquired everybody's merging into, into somebody else uh and like how all that results we're gonna have to wait and see a lot of it i would say is probably scary just for uh, for me, like general con industry consolidation can be very scary, but also sometimes it can be great for when companies do good work together and when it when it makes sense. I think consolidation uh, can be useful, and I don't know, I don't know how that'll work for Skybox and NetEase, but I don't know. We'll see. Like Skybox's things seems to be, you know, they got additional resources, and with NetEase, with them making as many games as they make probably makes sense to acquire somebody who can help them just make more games and put more effort into them um but we'll have to see how that pans out ultimately for, for netties we will final story of the day death first let it die is going back into development 
thank you so much for the constant support of Death Verse Let It Die. Uh, it reads on the blog post, we're incredibly grateful to everyone who enjoys and enriches the game and its community. There's no doubt that we experienced some challenges since the launch of our game, particularly with regards to in-game matchmaking and lag. We deeply apologize for these issues that may have caused an inconvenience to our players. While we have tried various solutions to some degree of success, we've not been able to resolve the underlying problems. As a result, the development and operations teams have made the decision to temporarily suspend the game services while we redevelop Death First Let It Die. We'll be doing our utmost to prepare for the re-release so that our current community can enjoy the game alongside many more new players in the future. We greatly appreciate your understanding and support. This is a wild one mm -hmm. because Death First Let It Die came out like last year. It came out and I don't know one person that played it like i know y'all are probably out there but me personally i don't know anybody Has anyone in the chat played this game let us know i because i i booted it up uh when it went and went to open beta i want to say or maybe it was closed beta uh and i played a little bit of it and immediately i was like no no i'm not i'm not feeling this and i liked let it die the original let it die game that was the suda 51 joint um that was i don't know if you remember uncle death <laughs> tim no he was a skeleton guy like a grim reaper character on a skateboard they called okay, him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he had an accent. Uh, he was cool. He was cool. He was chill. Let it. It was like a free to play game that had Souls like elements to it, but also had arcade elements to it. But then also had a free to play trappings, not in a great way, where you had to keep paying to keep playing. Uh, and, <laughs> and I thought that game was fun for a little bit, but I dropped off just because you know after a while I just wasn't into some of the free to play aspects of it. But yeah, Death First Let It Die was its attempt to was Grasshopper's attempt to kind of bring back that franchise in this now battle royale form and I, it just didn't hit right like the format of it was weird because it was it wasn't like a large battle royale it was like 12 players or something like that and you're in this arena that um is divided into areas and then like areas would close and open and like you know it would do the battle royale thing but in a very different uh kind of weird way mm. and playing it it was a lot more action heavy it is not like a you're picking up loot and, and finding new guns and finding new like loadouts for those guns you are it is a hack and slash. You are chasing after people and trying trying to, you know, tear them up with your chainsaw or whatever. And for me, it just wasn't that fun. I, I didn't enjoy it. And yeah, it came out, didn't see much people talking about it. And now they're like, hey, we're kicking this thing back in development. And uh, June 18th is when it's actually being suspended uh, to go back into redevelopment. I'm not, I'm not seeing many stories like this where a game unreleases and then goes back into redevelopment. I would be surprised to see this come out again yeah that's where i'm at because mm -hmm. I, I mean what last time i believe the last time i remember this happening of a game re-releasing or unreleasing this way was was it crucible kind of funny.com slash you're wrong the amazon game that came out and then not that much long later um unreleased and then we never saw crucible again death first let it die for how much for for how unpopular it was i i i would think that you're losing a lot more money redeveloping it and putting it out as opposed I mean, it's to in the name guys yeah <laughs> exactly just let it die just uh let it die. errol m in the chat is the one person that played it <laughs> that i saw and they said it's fine <laughs> uh tomorrow children is one that dj brings up and that was one that un unreleased and then like i don't think released or whatever it was supposed to come back out or it, something right? it, i believe it did but also like when it when it ended the plan wasn't to re-release it i think it just ended and then years and years later the developer was like no we want to find a way to bring this back and so they eventually did but this one like death first let it die is like yo we're taking the game off on the the um oh, this is july 18th we took this might be a typo we're taking this game off on the 18th and then we're going to redevelop it and put it out i don't believe it 
for a second, but hey, we'll see. Good luck to you is what I'll say. Bless, you've talked to me about a lot of games that are that were unreleased, that are re-released, but if I want to know what games we're releasing in Mom and Grab shops today, where would I look? Oh, you would look toward the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Still early in the year, so we only got one today. We are the caretakers on Xbox Series oh. X and S, Xbox One, and PC. I would, I would like to issue a self uh, you're wrong. They're, the servers are being suspended indefinitely in on July 18th. Okay. For some reason, I thought it was January 18th, but well, you, you said got, June. Or did I say June? You're just throwing out. I'm all just throwing J out ones. I'm throwing out all those J names. You can't trust a J name. Um, but yeah, July <laughs> July 18th is when the game is seemingly. Joey, going be careful. Uh, new dates for you though. Genshin Impact is kicking off 2023 with a fresh update as version 3.4 of the free to play game will go live. On January 18th. That's why. <laughs> there, you go. there we go. I love it. Um, now I'm going to go to kindofunny.com slash you're wrong to see what we got wrong. Sad boy Barrett writes in. Is that you, Barrett? Nope. Nope. That's a motherfucker That's the out same. there. I, I, no, Somebody's I think, been doing that, right? No, it's because for whatever fucking reason, I don't know who did this, but when you go to like the link, my my username is the default thing that you can just write in with, and I don't awesome. I don't like that. Awesome. I don't like that. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, Starfield's website says it's still coming the first half of this year. Yeah, yeah, we know. We mentioned that. We know. Um, Minecraft Love and Legends is Minecraft strategy game. Says Nano, and Nano also says the Crucible from Amazon went from released to beta to canceled um, officially. It's it's backwards. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're supposed to, you're, you're supposed to not exist, not exist, and then go beta, to beta, and, and then you're released. <laughs> Crucible, you got it wrong. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Uh, then we got some fun stuff for y'all next week. Let's talk about the hosts. All right, Monday there is no games daily because we're doing our game of the year spectacular. I cannot hype this up enough. And again, fingers crossed the storm doesn't continue oh and God, ruin yeah. everything. But we are planning, we are hoping, we believe that at 10 a.m. Pacific, we're going to do an extremely fun, kind of funny production of Game of the Year. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be great. We've improved it step by step every year for the last few years. And this is, we, I, I think this is going to be a couple of steps. Oh, yeah. Since last mm. year. It's going to be sick. It's going to be sick. Uh, and then Tuesday, got some fun surprise hosts for you. Whoa. Well, I'm going to spoil the surprise now. Janet and Paris are going to oh, host oh, Games shit. Daily in the studio, which is so exciting. Wednesday, we got Bless and Greg. Thursday, we have Greg and Stella oh, shit. hosting. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And then Friday, it's me and Bless. We're going to do a little repeat of today. Of course. Bring the same energy. Come back at it. Like a bad habit. Uh, if you're watching live after this, we're doing the raft with Mike, Andy, and Nick. I think that might. Are they doing the raft? I don't know, man. I don't. That's what I put in <laughs> the stream title. This is only knows, accurate man. maybe thirty percent of the time. They're going to be doing something. Those jabronis. You know what I mean? They're going to have so much fun, and you can join them with that fun on YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games or Twitch.tv. Here's the thing. I just got a notification. Mike just logged into Steam, and it says Mike is now playing. Actually, let me double check to make sure it's not an embargo thing. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, this game this is a game named Icarus, right? It released yeah, December third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Mike Mike just logged into a game called Icarus, so, so take that for what, what it's playing. worth. Yeah. Mm, mm, Unless mm. it's an embargoed game that's codenamed Icarus, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Did Icarus. Oh uh, God, I hope they really release that, make a new one. I don't even know. Anyway, that was the rumor, right? Oh no, not a rumor. That was a request from uh, Sakurai. Yeah. He was like, Nintendo, please remaster. Figure this shit out, Kid Icarus. Figure it out, Nintendo. Uprising. Come on. 
Uh, anyway, let us know in the comments below what you're going to have for lunch. I want to know. Mm. I want to see. And I hope you enjoy it. I hope you enjoy that lunch. I hope you enjoy your weekend. And I hope to see you next Monday when we do our Game of the Year show. But until then, I love you. Goodbye. <laughs>